Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes football reporter, John Steffi. I am excited to be joined by Gazette Hawkeyes women's basketball reporter, Jeff Linder, ahead of Iowa's Sweet 16 trip. Jeff, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So let's start off talking about this past weekend with first two rounds. Probably not much to say about Southeastern Louisiana. That game went as you would expect for the number two seed against Southeastern Louisiana. That Georgia game was probably a little closer than some fans would have liked, but that didn't really surprise me considering Georgia is going to be a difficult matchup for them. Yeah, uh, you know, SEC team, athletic, big, physical. Uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised. Um, it was it was just about mirrored last year's game with Creighton. Uh, came down to the wire, but this time Iowa made the plays and got the stops, and uh, Georgia helped them a little bit with some turnovers in the last couple minutes, and uh, off we go to Seattle. And also, I think an encouraging sign that Iowa was able to get it done despite Clark not having her best shooting performance, 6 for 17. Of course, she contributed in plenty of other ways with the 12 assists, but an encouraging sign when it's not just on Clark and Sonato to score. Right. And she's, she's not going to, you know, she's not going to hit every time out. Uh, she, she wasn't great with her shooting on Sunday, but you know, to, like you said, 12 assists, uh, she still played a good game. And, uh, um, you know, I, I have no qualms with, uh, with the quality of, of her play on Sunday. And then I think probably one of the bigger things that stood out to me was how well Gabby Marshall has been continuing to shoot the ball. Yeah, the last uh, the last twelve games or so, she's been basically sixty percent from three point. Uh, uh, the law of averages finally caught up with her. Uh, she was, um, her, you know, I'm sure she'd be the first to say her shooting was was poor through probably mid January, and then since then she's really really lit it up. And now she's, you know, she's kind of the one that uh, you know, kind of the center of attention right now with the the NIL thing and the ray gun shirts and the the cute eyes and all that. So, uh, you know, things have, uh, things have done a 180 Gabby Marshall and good for her because uh, a lot of people and may, maybe myself included thought maybe it was time for a, line, a lineup change around Christmas time, but boy, she's, she's answered, answered the bell uh, since then and, uh, and good for her. And then I think the interesting thing is Iowa really played their starters a lot on Sunday they have a pretty quick turnaround on Friday. Of course, Colorado has a day shorter of turnaround, but do you see that being an issue in terms of kind of the shorter bench? No, I, I don't. Uh, like I said, Colorado has one fewer day. Uh, these are 18 to 22 year old kids that are, that are fit. And uh, you know, they played three games in a row in Minneapolis. Uh, there, there's, there's no excuse for either team not to be ready to play on Friday. And then as you've written about, Iowa all of a sudden is kind of the favorite to win this region. What do you see kind of as their path forward here against Colorado and then the winner of Louisville and Ole Miss? Well, um, they're the team to beat. Uh, And, you know, you you could say that for a cliche. It's theirs to lose. That's a cliche, too. But uh, they both apply. Um, uh, they're they're the best team left in the in the Seattle Four, which is a dumb name for a regional anyway. But 
um, you know, they're, they're the best team left. Uh, if, they, if they play well, if they bring their A game, if they bring their A minus B plus game, then they'll be heading to Dallas. And it's interesting, you go from probably the most fan-friendly setup for the first two rounds with it being in Iowa City to now having two regions in Seattle and two in Greenville, South Carolina. You've tweeted about this too, that this doesn't seem necessarily like the best model. Not that they're really going to listen to us on this change, no. but it seems like there are better possibilities out there. Well, there's eight teams going to Seattle. Colorado's the closest, and I think it's 1,300 miles away from Seattle. It's a, what, a three, four-hour flight. We're a four-hour flight. Um, you know, see Mississippi's further than that. Louisville's further than that. Virginia Tech. I mean, Connecticut. So uh, a lot of teams are going to be going, you know, crossing the country. Um there's got to be a better way. I don't have a huge problem with the two sites if they're going to centralize them a little bit. Um, I've said that they ought to look at something like Denver and Nashville or Salt Lake City and, and Cincinnati or something like that. Louisville, maybe. Um, you know, Wichita. Uh, uh, this is just kind of silly, and this is the way it's going to be for three or four years because it's, they're going to be on the coast again next year. And I want to say in 2024 or 2025, Albany is one of those locations, which if you think getting to Seattle is difficult, wait till you're planning travel for Albany. Well, it works out well for UConn. So yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the important thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Are you going to make a prediction here ahead of these two games? I, I think they're going to win two. I think they're going to go to the final four. Um, is it a slam dunk? Absolutely not. Um, Colorado's good. They're very good. And they've got some size. Uh, I think they start two, six, three girls. Iowa doesn't match up with that. They've got a really good guard. Um, you know, they got some quickness. Uh, they don't have Caitlin Clark and, and Iowa does. And that's, uh, you know, that's a wild card that, uh, or an ace in the deck that you can play against anybody. So, um, I, I think Iowa wins a, a close game. I think Iowa wins probably wins a close game in on Sunday. Uh, you know, I had Louisville number two to start the season in the preseason in my AP ballot. They're good. They're playing really well right now. Um, Mississippi beat Stanford. They're good. Uh, another SEC team that's probably better than Georgia was. So um, it's not going to be easy, and it shouldn't be easy. But uh, I think they're going to find a way to get it done. Yeah, that's been my thinking as well. Colorado with Quay Miller, you know, that's going to be a quality team that they're going up against. These are all basically, if you look at the math of the seeding, they're going up against top 25 teams right now. Ole Miss with their yeah. seeding would be just outside of that. But if you were to do a poll tomorrow, I'm pretty sure everyone would have them in the top 25 after their win. You're at talking Colorado? Yeah, yeah, I, I think all, all all three of them would be. Uh, Colorado is number twenty one in the last ballot or in the last uh, last poll. Uh, Louisville and Miss Ole Miss have been kind of uh, a couple teams just kind of on the outside looking in most of the season. But if you know, so uh, they've been others receiving votes quite a bit. So yeah, they bo both belong there. Uh, Louisville's you know kind of the the crown jewel of the four teams the last uh, ten or fifteen years. They've got a couple Final Fours. 
I actually think they've got four final fours, a couple, uh, they played in a couple championship games in, uh, in 09 and 13 fell a little short both times, but, uh, they're good. Jeff Wallace is a great coach. Um, and it's, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun seeing the four teams on, um, on Friday and, and the four teams on Saturday. Yeah. And ultimately Iowa has, as you mentioned, the Caitlin Clark factor. So yeah. it'll be an entertaining few games though, I think. I, I absolutely. And, uh, um, you know, it, it would be fun if Stanford would have made it, um, but they didn't. And, you know, that opens the door a little bit more for Iowa, but, uh, you know, it sure doesn't, uh, crack it wide open. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks for joining me and safe travels to Seattle. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So you'll have more of the NCAA cups that I'm drinking from this morning still definitely did not take a couple extras that we're going to get thrown away in Iowa city. So. Yeah. I think somebody took a whole stack home with them. Yes. Well, a janitor was about to throw them away. So yeah, I think somebody, somebody has uh, cups for days. Yes. I'm not so, naming names. No, not going to oust anybody not right here, but yeah. Well, thanks to our listeners for tuning into another episode of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. Until next week, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.